Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, January 17th, 5.40 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. March corn futures down four and a quarter at 6.70 and three quarters. March soybeans down 10 and a quarter at 15.17 and a half. March Chicago wheat down 12 and a quarter at 731 and a half. March Kansas City wheat down 12 and three quarters at 831. March spring wheat down 15 cents at 897 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment. All of that stuff will help YouTube to help me to grow this channel. Appreciate it as always, guys. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather information, all of my grain marketing recommendations. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. There's a new one every single business day. Thursday and Friday last week were all about the USDA report. On report day, I have a video out within 20 minutes of the release with uh, the quick kind of snapshot analysis. And then I did some more analysis of the report on Friday. I talked about the balance sheets, uh, the corn balance sheet in particular, some of the things that I think are forthcoming in regard to the corn balance sheet and the uh, implications there. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time, no other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. I promise. China's population is declining. In 2022, the uh, population of China declined for the first time since 1960. Births have fallen for six consecutive years now. Projections from the United Nations indicate that one quarter of the Chinese population will be 60 years old or older by 2030. Uh, In 2021, China allowed all couples to have a third child. They had changed that one-child policy back in 2015. Uh, Following that change, they, they had a jump in the birth rate in 2016 but uh, it's declined every single year since. Some regions in China have actually started offering incentives for couples to have more kids. The United Nations estimates that China will lose 110 million people by 2050. Now, that's not a huge chunk of change because the population is like 1.4 billion, but they project that the population will be cut in half, cut in half, by 2099. Now, I know that most of us will be dead and gone by 2099, but that's a pretty startling forecast. Um, I've got a chart on my screen here from Bloomberg, and I believe this is the UN uh, projection. Uh, Really pretty phenomenal stuff here. So the long-term impacts of a declining population in China are really immeasurable. I don't think you're going to start to see the impact here necessarily for another 10 to 15 years. If you look at this chart, it's like 2040, 2050 that it really starts to fall off. The UN projects uh, this year, as a matter of fact, that India will surpass China as the world's most populous country. So uh, this is a big deal long term. Short term, does it mean anything? Uh, Probably not. China's economy did slow in 2022. 
The economy expanded at a rate of only 3% last year, uh, down sharply from 8.1 in 2021. Aside from 2020, which was COVID and the whole mess there, uh, this was the worst year for Chinese GDP since 1976, according to official Chinese government statistics. And you may say to yourself, oh, well, those statistics are fake anyways. I think that this is probably indicative of a trend. Did the economy actually grow at 3%? I'm not sure. Uh, China's abrupt exit from the COVID zero policy perhaps offers a little bit brighter picture for 2023. I think the reopening is seen as a positive in regard to economic prospects. There's going to be some road bumps, certainly. Analysts at Goldman Sachs project that crude oil could hit $110 per barrel in 2023. Jeff Curry, Goldman's head of commodity research, told Bloomberg this last week, what's the best reopening play? It's oil. Why is it idled? Planes, trains, and automobiles. You turn them all back on, and that's going to be a big pop in oil demand. Uh, you might be able to say the same thing about things like soybeans and corn, uh, maybe to a lesser extent. Maybe Goldman's just talking their book here. But a lot of people are friendly with the oil market on this reopening, and that's probably good for commodities, uh, generally speaking. I think the big deal in regard to the grain markets uh, right here and now is this shift in the Argentina weather forecast. Rains over the weekend were sparse, but beginning, say, Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week, you're going to see some accumulation begin across Argentina's key corn and soybean growing areas. Between today and January 26th, the Euro model calls for coverage totaling an inch and a half up to two inches across these key agricultural areas. Most of the country has been experiencing what some say is the worst drought in 60 years. Um, a lot of your key corn and soybean growing areas saw less than half of their normal precipitation from October 1st through yesterday. I'd assume that this weather wetter forecast again is largely responsible responsible uh, for this morning's weakness in the soybean complex. This uh, gap lower in the meal market overnight is a dead giveaway. I think that the uh, the Argentina situation is what caused a lot of the strength in the meal market. Argentina is the world's largest meal exporter. Uh, fund traders are record long the meal market. So I think that this uh, this gap lower in the meal market overnight is a dead giveaway that this morning's weakness is probably uh, because of this Argentina weather shift. Brazil's soybean harvest is beginning uh, pretty slowly. Well-followed private group Ag Rural estimated that the crop was 0.6% harvested through last Thursday. They were 1.2% the same week last year. They've had wet weather in areas of Mato Grosso and elsewhere, which has stalled activity in some areas. In far southern states, uh, Rio Grande do Sul, drought has taken a toll on crop potential there. Ag Rural estimating now that 4.5% of the country's first and smaller corn crop had been harvested through last Thursday uh, versus 6.3 last year. Brazil's forecast is pretty wet. Far southern areas are dry. Uh, the next big thing in regard to Brazil and, and what the markets care about will be this second and larger corn crop, which represents 75% of production. It's also their big export crop, so that's going to be a big deal here. Uh, the next several months. Large money managers or the funds still holding on to uh, large net long positions in the row crop markets. CFTC released its weekly commitment of traders report on Friday. In the week ending last Tuesday, funds were actually net sellers of 50,000 contracts of corn and 10,000 contracts of soybeans. So these net longs here, this 150,000 in corn, 133,000 soybeans, those are reduced. Although you've got to imagine and private groups estimate that fund traders were back in buying the market uh, late last week after that USDA report. So still some length in the row crop market, certainly and a pretty large net short position in the SRW wheat market, about 63,000. 
We've got a crush report from NOPA out this morning. Uh, this will be out at 11 a.m. Central Time, December crush data. Ahead of that report, traders estimate that NOPA members crushed 182.9 million bushels of beans in December. If that's realized, it would be up about 2% versus November, but down about 2% versus December of last year, which was an all-time record high. We had, uh, you got to remember back in December, we had frigid temperatures, we had a snowstorm. I think that those things uh, maybe hindered activity, disrupted transportation to some extent. This is a big deal, of course. This is half our demand base. USDA estimates that domestic processors or crush will account for 52% of all demand for U.S. soybeans this year. Uh, the cattle market was mixed on Friday. Cash cattle, mostly the bulk of it, uh, 156 to 157 last week, which would have been down about a dollar. In the outside markets, nothing overly exciting. U.S. dollars a little bit higher. The S&P is down 10 points. Dow's down 60. Gold's off 10 bucks. Crude oil up 32 cents, back above 80 bucks. 80.18 last in the February WTI. Everybody have a great day today. I will talk to you on Wednesday.